Welcome to Lexia Talks, an education podcast that empowers educators with actionable thought leadership content. Each week, we deliver the latest education news, insights, teaching tips, policy analysis, and more. Today's topic is instructional coaching, the professional development approach leading to better outcomes. Site-based instructional coaching is becoming a more frequent and sometimes mandated form of support and leadership. But the question is, is it effective? A 2019 Education Dive piece came up with some insightful answers to this question. In the article, education reporter Linda Jacobson examined the growing use of instructional coaches before zeroing in on some emerging best practices. Before we look at our findings in more detail, let's take a moment to explore the central motivations behind the instructional coach model. First, why instructional coaching? What is it and why is it effective? Instructional coaches are typically pulled from the ranks of a district's classroom teachers and tend to be veteran educators primed to provide solid feedback to their peers. According to Jacobson, coaching has spread in recent years as a preferred professional development approach, in part because it involves tapping into veteran teachers' expertise. Another education dive piece, this one written by Sean De La Rosa, painted instructional coaching as a collaborative leadership model that gives veteran teachers an opportunity to grow into shared leadership responsibilities while continuing to focus on the work they love, namely teaching. De La Rosa went on to cite New York City's Teacher Career Pathways program as an example of a well-regarded partnership-based approach to coaching in which teachers who take on a mentorship role are given a stipend. In addition to providing experienced teachers a way to share their knowledge, De La Rosa explained that the program is designed to increase access to highly effective teaching for both students and educators. Now that we know the benefits, let's talk about some best practices. According to Andrew Miller of the Singapore American School, the instructional coaching approach to professional development is gaining traction among teachers, administrators, and other site-based staff. And yet, Miller argued that coaching is a resource that could still be better leveraged in many ways. For one thing, Miller opined, coaching tends to be most effective when it's optional. Citing Jim Knight, an instructional coaching expert based at the University of Kansas Center for Research on Learning, Miller asserted that teachers who choose to participate are eager to learn. The approach advocated by Miller and Knight is far different to what De La Rosa and others have called the sit-and-get model, wherein teachers passively absorb top-down lessons on how to improve instruction, simply because they're required to do so. Echoing Miller's sentiments, Peter DeWitt, an Education Week contributor who also referenced Knight's work, described teacher buy-in as one step of the coaching cycle before going on to assert that not only should teachers be able to opt into coaching, they should be able to pinpoint the specific aims on which they'd like to focus as well. In the absence of specific aims, DeWitt recommended that teachers who opt into coaching co-construct the goals together, as this process can lead to a more engaging and personal brand of professional development. According to the advocacy site EL Education, successfully personalized coaching can be achieved through a cyclical approach that involves the following four elements. Number one, goal setting. As noted by DeWitt, successful coaching journeys typically begin with the identification of clear, attainable goals. Number two, Learning. Coaching is all about creating opportunities for teachers to hone their practice in accordance with both their personal goals and the wider institutional aims of their school or district. Number three, observation and data collection. Providing teachers with focused, descriptive, non-evaluative feedback can nurture growth without seeming judgmental or limiting. And number four, reflection. 
This phase of the coaching cycle should be focused on identifying solutions and critically assessing all data, feedback, observations, and questions that arise during the coaching process. Although the framework outlined above may be the best approach in some situations, the cycle does not have to unfurl itself in any particular order. After all, the overarching purpose is to empower and engage teachers so that they, in turn, can empower and engage their students. With this in mind, participants should feel free to, for example, proceed goal setting with observation if it makes more sense to do so. It is also critical to note that relationship building is an essential attitude of instructional coaching. Building relationships in instructional coaching is the most integral part that must be in place to ensure success in any coaching model. Such relationships must be underscored by trust and respect, thoughtful data collection, non-judgmental feedback, and the knowledge of high-impact instructional practices. Once these key elements are in place, coaches will be well-positioned to assist teachers in putting evidence-based best practices to use in the classroom. So, what did we learn today? Site-based instructional coaching is becoming a more frequent and sometimes mandated form of support and leadership. In fact, this coaching is often seen as a preferred professional development approach, in part because it involves tapping into veteran teachers' expertise. Indeed, building relationships and instructional coaching is the most integral part that must be in place to ensure success in any coaching model. Whether your school or district utilizes instructional coaching or not, the most important takeaway is finding the best PD that helps put evidence-based best practices to use in the classroom to ensure all students can become successful across the curriculum. Thanks for joining us this week on Lexia Talks. Make sure to visit our website, lexialearning.com podcasts, where you can access all of our podcast content. And subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the podcast, that would help us out too. Until next time. <laughs>